Hey everyone, welcome to October 22nd. Not sure why I said it like that. We're here, we're queer, we are, we're all here. Oh, that was so close. I'm Kat Jones, I'm so close at getting a good intro, and I'm joined as always by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. There is a, uh, you know, a marked amount of improvement on these intros. They are getting a lot better. I can dig yeah, it. Yeah, I'm learning to time it. I know I have to hit it by eight seconds so I can do the we're here, we're queer, we're yeah. queer all year. At I least like I that. can always do it, uh, line it up. But um, since uh, the listener doesn't know that I don't hear that at all, so I have no clue and I don't hear the music part of it. So I have no clue if she's right or off or anything during that. So yeah. it's always a we mystery kinda for used me to when do, we get back into it. We used to do kind of like three, two, one, and then both try to hit it at the same time so we could both hear it. And that lasted like two tries. It didn't even last like a full episode. It was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Kat's the only one who gets to hear it. Because yep. Kat's the only one who doesn't have a sense of rhythm or musical time. And, um, like, it's, it only makes sense, uh, there would be extra noise in the head, in the microphones if it was playing in both of our headsets. So. Someday we're going to be able to record in the same room again, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Once COVID's over, is, uh, is our life slogan now. I called Walgreens today because, well, just whatever, Walgreens, and they're, you know how they do the voice thing now? They're like, how can I help you? <sighs> Talk to a pharmacist. It sounds like you need help from a pharmacist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can say, help me with my prescription. Talk to a pharmacist. Okay. <laughs> Just so you know, Walgreens will be providing COVID-19 vaccines. However, no vaccines are available at this time. I'm like... You need to like a not say that and they b just really like word it to differently. Make signs like <laughs> who's the like, sign guy? You're gonna have a run on Walgreens and then people are gonna be screaming that like you're withholding vaccines or something. Just like yeah, don't say it. I realize they're that, marketing. That they're like true. we got an exclusive deal to give it out or whatever, and it's like okay, but like wait. Yeah, you <laughs> are when they're gonna be available. painting a bullseye on your windows. Like, uh, yeah. people are going to smash and break in there as soon as they find out. You know, speaking of health-related things, that segues quite nicely into our story. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you want to go back in time to 1982? <laughs> All right, first, before we start this story i want to remind you that if you like the story please go out and give us a five star rating and review and let us know what you like so that we can keep giving you more awesome stuff it really helps us it helps more people find us and it helps us give you better content and you're gonna like this story so go out there and hit the subscribe and rate today we are talking about c everett coop's hiv report and c everett coop was the Surgeon General of the United States from 1982 to 1989. And in my mm. opinion, he's the best Surgeon General we've ever had. And uh, I have very few opinions about the one now, just because I don't know. 
do, I don't know. I've checked out on that, and I feel like... <laughs> oh! So anyway, in uh, 1986, Reagan went, well... I'm not going to do a Reagan accent. Like, well, I can't keep ignoring this HIV thing because I'm really sick of the gays yelling at me and also straight people are starting to get it and housewives and stuff. So what's going on? So he told C. Everett Coop to prepare um, a special report on HIV. And C. Everett Coop was so thrilled to do this because he's he'd been trying to do this for years like since he was are you elected or appointed ever since he became the surgeon general in 1982 he'd been wanting to do this but all sorts of political reasons he could they wouldn't let him do it so like for political reasons they would not let the head advice medical person mm. in the country talk about this thing that's killing like americans and there's like no way to stop it there's no information about it it's mostly it's like if we just stay quiet it'll kill off all the gays and then it started killing off like not gays and they're like whoa what do we do (laughs) and so he came out with this report and it is so good he talks about hiv and aids in like normal terms so it's not even like you know the human immuno whatever virus is made up of blah blah T cells and whatever. Like I know what all that is. I'm just saying. Like that's what the American public would hear if he wrote it in those technical terms. What he did is he just wrote it in plain language so everyone can understand it. He actually advocated using condoms, which was huge because like you're America is abstinence only. Let's just say that. And it's terrible, but they are. And saying, like, it, he said, really, the best thing to do is abstinence. He was a big proponent of abstinence. But he he's one of those smart people who knows, I believe in abstinence, but that's not going to happen. So use condoms. And the fact that he's, like, telling gay people to use condoms and do this you know, in order to safely do this act that many states still considered illegal at the time was, like, nuts. And um, so he also recommended monogamy in there, and uh, which is, you know, what everyone recommends, but also, like, live your life, you know, and take precautions. And so this was the only thing telling people how to take precautions. And it wasn't just, it wasn't just, you know, toward gay people uh it was for like anyone you know it was about hiv and so it was like everyone who's going to be having piv sex needs to be wearing a condom and so in 1989 he then mailed that report to every single household in america he just mailed it out to every single household which is like unprecedented i've never heard of another surgeon general doing that that would be a great thing to do right now during covid right but no i mean like because people did not know about hiv and there was such a stigma and you know this was before princess diana and all that and you know when it was starting to be like 
oh, normal people get it and it's okay to touch them, you know. So he had these he had these convictions as a human and as a man in his role that I just respect so much. Like he was anti-abortion and he fought for like pro-choice. He was like, I can't say, I can't make a moral decision on this. I'm not going to make a decision based on my morals. And he didn't, I don't think he believed in um, same-sex marriage or something like that. But again, he didn't let that affect his policies and his recommendations. His whole thing was, I am here for the people of the country. He has a quote, I am the Surgeon General of the heterosexuals and the homosexuals, of the young and the old, of the moral and the immoral, the married and the unmarried. I don't have the luxury of deciding which side I want to be on, so I can tell you how to keep yourself alive no matter what you are. That's my job. And you <laughs> you don't see that. And I'm not even saying you don't see that today. I'm saying, like, you don't see that in the past, you know? Like, C. Everett Coop blows my mind. He's got these ideas I don't believe with or I don't agree with. But he doesn't put that into his policies because it's his morals. He does what's good for the people. And that, you look like you want to say something. Oh. Am I talking over you? I'm, I'm just trying to collect my thoughts. There, oh, okay. uh, we've been having a uh, issue with either my headphone cable or our connection or something. You just keep okay. cutting out. And, oh, okay. Um, but I've been trying, I've been making do by basically trying, just saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, it kind of looked like you were either wanting to say something or you were like having like a profound type of moment or something. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just trying to figure out how to not screw up the podcast. Oh no, it's all good. And burping at the same time. Yeah, it's all good. At least we're not like... I started listening to this podcast where they just start burping randomly, and they're like, I'm not cutting that out. And I'm like, all right, but I didn't want to just hear that awful thing. Some burps are okay. That one made me sick. Yeah. Anyway. Are we going to cut all the stuff we did here, or are we just going to... Do you want to? It you sounds like we were talking to the audience, so, I mean, I think you're we're the... doing all right. You're this the is sound little... producer. You, you decide. But, yeah, this so... is their little interlude with us. So. <laughs> So I think part of this report that he mailed out, it was either part of this report or part of a later report like, like that expanded upon it. Um, he advocated to have sex education in schools as early as third grade. And so I can't imagine what that looked like in Kansas. Like, can you imagine? There were like, there must have been people in petticoats just running around screaming and... All the schools probably <laughs> shut down for a day. Oh, my gosh. But he said as early as third grade. And when I was in elementary school, I know it was third grade. It might have been second grade. They took the boys out and, like, wasn't, like, a sex education necessarily. But they were, like, here's, you know, how your body works. Here's how, like, your reproductive system works and all that. And I assume the boys had it. Did you do that? Yeah. And yeah. Are you talking about which which part? I'm talking about like in Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. Where they didn't actually talk about sex, they talked about puberty. Yeah, puberty and then also kind of like how reproduction reproductive sis, 
systems work, but they didn't say, like, how Babby formed, but how girl get pregnant. They just kind of talk about, like, when you get pregnant and you have a baby, this is what happens. Kind of. They didn't go super in-depth, but I do remember, like, I have an actual memory of elementary school learning something about sex ed, which is crazy. Mom, did you have to opt into that, or did they just do it? Because... I know you would have opted in if it was an opt-in, but at the same time, like, I don't know. That's crazy. Robinson, you definitely had to opt in, and it was a very weird uh, class, I believe. I don't know. Basically, everywhere else, if if you go to school, if you go to school in Kansas... Your sex education is going to be a gym teacher standing in front of you saying, if you have sex, you will get AIDS and you will die. Or you will get whatever. Not during the Juanita Smith period. Oh, yes. Can we talk about Juanita Smith in this episode? We're already at 13 minutes. We could give like a little bit of a, we could give an overview and then we could go like into a deep dive in a. On Patreon. Bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. Anybody Juanita here that's Smith not from is Topeka a thing. is it's it's yeah it's a real thing it's it was the wildest so ride amazing. I've ever been on yeah our sex education teacher crazy she had no teeth. old Juanita Smith she had some teeth <laughs> should we leave it at that she had some teeth a banana and a false war story. How's that sound? Yeah. You didn't give yeah. away too much there. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oh, gosh. Crazy Juanita Smith. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I went I remember... to her house once. Like, oh, my gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, especially when you know what goes down at the house. Right. Um, yeah, I remember <laughs> oh you God. told me about that. We were in the car, and you got a text about it or something. Or you had just found out, and we were in the car, and you looked it up. Something like that. Oh, I don't remember. I know you told no, me. No, it was it was down the road a ways. We were trying to look up what had happened to her, if she yeah. was in prison, and it looked Spoiler like she had alert. gotten released <laughs> because she was crazy. Um, Y'all have got to be she so tantalized right now, right? She right. Wanted <laughs> yeah. to see if she was in jail or. <laughs> um, yeah, there wasn't. Uh, she had. I don't think she actually spent time in prison. No, because I think she was in like a mental institution. Insane, or uh, I don't know what they. De- de- I'm pretty sure we still call it insane here. Yeah. We're Kansas, right? Down here in Kansas, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so that's enough Speaking about of... um, Amelia Earhart for now. Yeah. Amelia Earhart. <laughs> I don't. That's know another one we could do. That. There's rumors that she's lesbian. We could do a uh, or a bi, probably. There's a bonus. We, there's a bonus episode we can do. There's rumors she's still alive, like 110 years old. Um, yeah, that tracks. I just taught my <laughs> kids about Amelia Earhart, and they all think she's still alive. Half of them think she's dead. Half of them actually are aware of the theory that she got caught by the Japanese and were per- put in was put in like a torture camp. How old are those kids? Third grade. Really? Third through. Not even fifth, third and fourth. That's wild that they. Have One of that them level. is so smart; he knows about everything. Like I was like, 
Does anyone know what a strike is? He knew what a strike was. He was actually part of a strike, like, without knowing it, because he went to school in Arizona. I'm giving out too much information. Oh, no one knows who he is. Not like and, baseball. And he, uh, he's very um, aware of politics, and he actually had points to make when the class devolved into Trump sucks, Trump rocks, Trump sucks. He's... I think he's on Trump's side, but he had some coherent points to make. So, hmm. I mean, y'all teach your kids politics. Like, like maybe ours I don't didn't. know. We uh, could have used more. What us? I had to learn mine at college. Um, but. I learned about politics, but like mom and I feel like mom and dad raised us right, and then being raised right helped us find our politics. You know. Yeah. That's yeah, not I've, to say I've that our that our suddenly yeah. conservative cousin is being raised wrong. That is not at all to say that. He is just <laughs> going through a rebellion. He's just phase. doing it out of spite. Yeah, he doesn't know. Speaking what he as needs. someone who has spent well over half her life being rebellious and now is extremely embarrassed by it, uh, that that's a lot of yeah. bridges to unburn right there. Cat spent her time as a K-State fan just because we liked KU. <laughs> well, that's not the only thing, but yeah. And uh, Grandma I'm, Fran liking Look, if K-State. Grandma Fran asks, I am still a K-State fan because I'm not betraying her. Well, why, why? I mean, of course you are, even though you don't watch the games. You know what? I, I, mm, I was going to say I will go for K-State if they're playing football but uh, actually i will root for whatever team is doing the best <laughs> not even not even the one who's winning i'm like the one that does the most impressive things that are like cool like i don't root for a side i root for individual players yeah that's how i am with uh the nba i that's what i like about not having a team is that you can mm-hmm. watch both sides and be like oh my god this is all amazing yeah, um, and then you can flip around, and when the Royals win the World Series, you're like, oh, I'm a Royals, and then when like the Chiefs right, win like, the Super Bowl, you're like, oh, I'm in the Chiefs, you know? It was so strange how the Chiefs won the freaking Super Bowl, and then the world collapsed, like a week after. That was crazy. Like, I, yeah. I was expecting to just bask in the glory of being a Super Bowl champion for a while. But uh, had we just started wearing masks at that point, or were we about no, to? not yet? We were uh, probably about to. It was I honestly Janu- cannot January. remember the before time in the long, long ago. <laughs> I was on a beach in Hawaii in the long, long ago in December. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, yeah. I, I now had a I've been inside, other... uh, just uh, melting my brain away. I had a memory on my way home from going to the store. I can't remember what it was, but in my memory, I was wearing a mask. And I, it was not masked. Like in a dream? No, it was like I was remembering, but my memory put a mask in. So I'm like, when I, we might cut all this out. But when I watch movies (laughs) now, I'm like, like I was watching Pride and Prejudice the other day. And they're at the the ball, and none of them are wearing masks, and they're all so packed in together. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're all going to get COVID. Like, these old right? movies. <laughs> like, I'm just so 
brainwashed, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. So, C. Everett Coop. We will hopefully talk more about him in the future. He's pretty awesome. I'm sure there are things he's done that are not awesome. I'm sure someone will call me out on it because heroes are villains and villains are heroes. The world is yeah, not no black and white. Is a, there's no such thing world. as villains and heroes. So, they're just people. Hit us up. You know what? Hit us up in a rating and review and let us know. Give us a five-star rating and in your review you can tell me I'm wrong if you have a five-star rating. <laughs> and then yeah. check us out on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Queer All Year Pod. You can search Queer All Year. Wait. The URL uh, is Queer All Year Pod because there's already someone out there called Queer All Year. And I would plug uh, them because they appear to make like apparel and stuff, but they haven't been active since 2017. And I reached out to them and they haven't gotten back to me. So that's right. I don't know, buy I their stuff too. if they still yeah. exist. Uh, our Facebook page is the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. So join that. We are going to have, <laughs> I'm going to post some polls out there and stuff. We are Queer All Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you would like to support us and be super awesome, you can go to patreon.com slash queer all year and sign up for like a dollar or five dollars you get a ringtone of our awesome intro music that mcg made you get bonus episodes you get bloopers that we're gonna start hopefully coming out with more of and sometime we're gonna have stickers or something yeah that's like the goal we have yeah once we get stickers we'll have succeeded as a podcast yes every good podcast has stickers Every good boy has fun. No, every good boy does fine. There we go. Music. I mean, wasn't the other one fine too? Hat. Is there an H? Every good boy deserves fudge. Fudge. Yeah. Um. Music. There's uh. Makes the people come together. Yeah. So that is our social meds. If you uh, have listened this far, tweet or Instagram us at Queer All Year Pod with the word potato salad. And yeah. I will enter you into a drawing for some surprise thing because a lot of people don't listen this far. So you are in a secret club. Look at All that. Right. Yeah. You're you are already in our on top. Secret by potato listening. salad club. All right. So. To kick us out today, I'm going to read another quote from C. Everett Coop. We are fighting a disease, not people. Those who are already afflicted are sick, sick people and need our care, as do all sick patients. The country must face this epidemic as a unified society. We must prevent the spread of AIDS, while at the same time preserving our humanity and intimacy. Have a great day, and remember... If you have the will, you'll find the skill.